0: Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Coach McVay Show presented by Microsoft Surface. J.B. Long, DeMarco Farn, the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams. Uh, two and three with one game to go before the bye. How are you holding up after that loss to the Cowboys? You know
1: what? I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity to respond because, you know, we, we talk about this all the time, J.B., mental toughness being your best regardless of the circumstances. These are not the ideal circumstances. I don't think any of us anticipated that we would be here, but this is where we are, and... Uh, you know, I'm excited about the growth that can occur in these types of adverse moments if you handle it the right way. And uh, and that's all we're gonna do. We're gonna continue to work to the best of our ability for these players. I know these players are gonna give it back to us as coaches and we're gonna keep swinging and uh, and we're gonna look back on this and be proud of the way that we handled this. I can assure you that. What was that soundbite you said about, we're gonna learn about people? What did you mean by that? I, th- I just think that, uh, you know, when things are going well and things are going good, everybody can be good because that's not, you know, any, there's really no sort of adversity, especially as it relates to football. Everybody deals with their own circumstances and situations, but I'm talking about Rams football right now isn't where we want it to be. Um, And we've had some setbacks and there's a lot of different excuses that I can make, but you find out about people when they go through some real adversity as it relates to something that they care and love. And, uh, and there's one of two options. You either really say, I can't wait to rise back up keep swinging, compete to the best of my ability, look inward and be accountable for the things that I can control within my job to be better for this team. Or um, I've seen some people, not on this team, but it's in general where you say, hey, that's just too much for me. I've had enough and uh, I don't believe, I I know we don't have those kind of people and I'm excited about being able to band together and be stronger uh, in the midst of this little bit of adversity that we're facing. And we have a say in this thing. We're going to fight our way out. I know I'm going to do the best I can for these guys to do that. I feel like this is a moment where your wisdom is being
0: tested a little bit in terms of striking the right balance as a coach between staying the course yeah giving the individuals who are being given opportunities now the opportunity to make week to week incremental improvements That's a great point versus how do you just get to the point where the standard isn't being upheld and strategic changes have to be made?
1: I think it is a balance and I think it's a responsibility that you don't take lightly, but you have to be decisive in what you think is best. And so there's a lot of decisions as it relates to just, okay, how do we not press the panic button, but how do we address things that need to be addressed? And Some of the things are out of our control, but the main thing is is we've got to be decisive in our decision making that everything that we do is geared towards whether it's our process, our preparation, our planning, and then ultimately some of the decisions with regards to our personnel. What gives us the best chance to try to go win a football game, get the 3-3 three and three against the Carolina Panthers, um, and then we'll have a lot of stuff to look at over the bye um, as it relates to moving forward. Hopefully you get some guys back, but mm-hmm. Those are things you don't take lightly. Being able to have that balancing act is is something that, uh, you know, is is exactly that. It is a balancing act, but but one that I think decisiveness and thorough thought through things um, need to be in consideration uh, with all of the things that I mentioned.
2: I, I know protecting Matthew Stafford has been on the lips of everyone. I think I asked you about it after the game. But uh, when I left SoFi, I'm thinking maybe this guy took a beating. Then I watched the video, and it's not as bad as you think. There were some times where he had time to throw and you actually moved the football. So it's not as bad as people are letting on with the protection situation.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, but there was some stuff that wasn't good either now. And so, you know, the thing that I can understand, and I have tremendous respect for the caliber of athletes that are on that field week in and week out, whether that's our own guys or the opposing team. What I don't have tolerance for and what we can't have any tolerance for are the mental mistakes where you leave free runners. Um, The things that take no talent, but just the focus, the concentration, the communication, whether that be verbally or visually, that you have to make sure that when we've got five or six guys committed to a protection, that we're blocking the guys that we're supposed to be blocking. And we're on the same page with regards to those things. Those are the things that – we don't have tolerance for that will get cleaned up. And if they don't, then then we got to be able to figure out who's capable of doing that. The physical errors, those things occur. I want to see guys compete and do everything in their power to strain just a little bit more. But um, it's the kind of things that really when we've got a guy accounted for, but somebody doesn't know, do I have slide side help? Do I not? Are we really, which, which direction are we really going? Those are the things that occurred too frequently, really over the last two weeks, but it was definitely on display yesterday um, that aren't good enough. They're not excusable, and uh, and they're going to get fixed.
0: What do you make of an uh, offensive lineman-only closed-door meeting today? I mean, players-only meetings are usually either really good or really bad, depending usually on Usually
1: really the bad. Year. You know, usually I, I've never heard of a players-only meeting unless they were planning like a Christmas party or something <laughs> like that that wasn't because there was something that needed to be addressed. I think it shows guys' care. I have total trust in the leadership of that room that it was a uh, – conversation that will bear good things. I I do believe that while also sometimes honest dialogue that needs to exist where these are the guys that are out there. They're the ones going to battle and and being able to to perform and and do it together. And so we're all in it together, but I think those things can be beneficial if that's what they feel is necessary to be able to move in the direction that we need to move.
2: I I don't know how much you can change what you want to do. I mean, that is that your fifth offensive line this year, fourth or fifth? Every game's been a hope. new one. Every been game's been one. a new one, I yes. mean, it's going to be hard to be kind of cohesive when you're replacing guys.
1: Yeah, and I think the, that's the challenge for us, and that's the thing that we need to figure out is, okay, with the guys that we feel like give us the best chance, how do we want to operate – um, and what gives us the best opportunity to be more efficient, whether it's running or throwing the football, to be able to sustain drives and ultimately score more points, and so, uh, and take better care of the football. You know, I think before you learn how to, you know, beat the opponent, you got to stop beating yourself. And there has been a lot of instances where. I'm encouraged that once we stop doing that, that'll be uh, something that can help us go much further in the right direction and the standards that we that these guys have set um, that they want to uphold as it relates to the games that we have guaranteed moving forward.
0: Part of this is a question about the prognosis for David Edwards, but it seems like six offensive lines and six starting arrangements is a real possibility this week.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's a real possibility. Um, I feel... Feel for my man Dave going through some some different things right now. Hopefully uh, he's going to be okay, but um, those head injuries and the, and the things that he's kind of gone through over each of the last couple weeks is something that's uh, very serious, and, and you hope our guy's going to be all right. Some other
0: areas of your roster, there's also a balance, I'm sure, this week between bringing a player back for a game that you feel like you need to win versus giving that individual, I'm talking about a Brian Allen or a Kobe or a David Long, Two weeks with the buy on the other side of it—is that a real tension?
1: It is, but if they can go, they need to go, and we need—we need all hands on deck. Uh, not, never at the expense of pushing a guy before he's ready, and that's where you rely on the experts in the medical arena, mm. and then also the dialogue that exists between us and the player to see where they're at, what they're capable of. But uh, but that is absolutely something that you always—you know—that's that's at the forefront of our minds. But if they can go, man, we we need those guys, and and we need them to get back as soon as possible.
2: Yeah, God bless you. Kind of hard. To avoid head contact as a guard. Yes, it is. That's kind of part of the job description there. So, God bless, I hope he gets better soon. But, yeah. Uh, moving on. I mean, Cam Akers, um, carrying the rock. How do you help him get into a rhythm sooner or earlier? Well, during the week or yeah, just on
1: Sunday? I, I, you know, I, that's a, that's an answer that I'd love to to know if you had it. Um, I think it's a combination of all. I know all those things are are only helpful; they're not uh, detrimental. You know, you're short on the preparation because coming off a Monday night game. Mm. Again, wh- whatever I say is going to be an excuse. We have to be better, um, and it's being able to create the space that's necessary. Him being able to press it the right way, us getting in and out of some of the right looks. Um, us giving our players the best opportunity based on the concepts and the different things that they do best. So there's a lot of layers to it, which includes coaches, players, the execution, and so um, the run game wasn't good enough.
0: Not a great moment, I know, to single out individual efforts when the team is down, but there were some. Who do you think did play well yesterday against the Cowboys?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think I thought Aaron Donald was outstanding. I I thought really there was a lot of uh, bright spots from our defense as a whole. I felt great, and Grant Haley on a handful of plays, just competing, doing some different things. Jalen always makes his presence felt. Um, You know, I think offensively it was good to be able to see Tutu Atwell make a big play down the field. You know, that was a great catch, uh, uh, you know, with a great player kind of draped on him, throw uh, I thought there were some bright spots for Matthew obviously an incredible individual effort by Cooper on the one-handed crossing route wow. and then takes that thing 75 um, you know so there was there was you know there's it's not all bad uh, mm-hmm. but but what you do realize is that football is the greatest team sport that there is um, and it's um, you know we're going through some challenges right now but uh, tough times don't last tough people do and I truly believe that you're built for it absolutely yeah, that was Jalen's first sack, right you
2: said that yep that was Jalen Ramsey's first sack in the NFL.
1: Yeah, he's forced uh, a lot of balls to come out quickly and influenced and affected it on some of the different pressures, but it was great to be able to see Jalen get that one, and uh, it was definitely a good, uh, good dialed-up deal, and that's where you can see they're so cognizant of Aaron, and he comes free off the backside. It was a great play by him. Out on a blindside shot, no
2: flag. I yeah. mean, that to me... That's a that's that's a 10 on the degree of difficulty. Yeah. Hit a quarterback in the back and you get the sack and no flag. Yeah. That's tremendous. Outstanding. Outstanding play.
0: I know how intentional you've been as an offensive-minded head coach throughout your tenure to make sure you spend the appropriate amount of time and attention with the defensive side of the football. But here's two games in a week's time where they played good enough mm-hmm. to win. Not perfect, but good enough to win. Yep. Do you devote a little extra love to them to make sure that they know that you're trying to get your ends. Yeah, I think you. Are. I
1: think you acknowledge the truth. You know, the truth is, is that I have responsibility to this whole team, even though I am heavily involved in the offense, as you alluded to. But you don't run away from the things that are for everybody to see. We have to be able to play better. It is about the Rams football team. You know, but offensively, we've got to stop putting our defense in bad spots. We've right. got to be able to capitalize in the red area. Got to be able to score more points. Can't turn the football over. And the same thing for special teams. You know, hmm. um, it's not about you know. Points Pointing the finger i really appreciate the way that the defense has continued to compete and not allow that to just bleed into some of the things that you've probably seen in other teams i haven't felt that with our group um in a lot of instances, what's understood doesn't need to be explained. We need to be pl- playing better on special teams. Uh, we need to be playing better on offense. Um, and we need to continue to play at the level that we're playing at defensively. And there's still margins where we can even improve in spite of how well they have played. And um, those things are all the truth. I think players appreciate being, I know they do appreciate being communicated with open and honestly. That's what I'll always do. Never run away from the things that aren't good enough. But I appreciate the way these guys have hung tough um, in spite of some of the, things that uh, the other phases can do a better job for our team. Win and lose the team. I, this is the finger-pointing time, if you don't know,
2: outside the building. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants to play the blame game. Let's blame this, let's blame that. But it's it's a unit. So, look, they, they played well, but the team lost. Yep. You know what I mean? So, I do.
1: Everyone can pick it up. Is yeah. that
2: fair to say? I think so. You know, and
1: and I think that uh, it's not about like shifting the blame. It's about everybody being accountable to what they can do to compete to the best of their ability. And um, when you start the game off nine nothing because of a defensive touchdown and a blocked punt that then the defense gets a stop. It's pretty self-explanatory mm-hmm. where uh, the improvements need to be made as it relates to our football team. And uh, those are things that I think a lot of people can see. The important thing is is that we don't let that creep into the team dynamic um, and the leadership that's necessary to be able to you know, navigate through some of these uh, adverse moments. And, and, I, and I believe that we're wired to do that. I know we are. Before we get too far beyond the 54-yarder to
0: 2-2, uh, I know it's going to take a lot in the whole offensive ecosystem to replicate that, to make that a consistent threat. But now that it's down on film, when you are able to protect better and when things are humming a little bit more, does that become something where defenses have to respect that vertical?
1: I think off-screen? so. You know, And there's been some opportunities where he's flushed out the top shelf of the coverage to open up some different things. And he can be the second level of some of those you know things as well. And so I think it was great for him to be able to make that play, especially – Given you know the caliber of the team and the in the the guys that you're doing that against, and I think that's great for Matthews' confidence to be able to let one go, and, and he goes and tracks that thing down. Um, that's great for him as just a player, but it certainly helps any time that you can be efficient, but also explosive. You really look at it, the two explosive plays that we did have in the past game, as it relates to 2-2 and Cooper's, were what kept you in it and why, in spite of all the down things, you end up you know gaining a ten nine lead at one point and. Um, it, it was a big time play for him
2: how fast did you say he was going
1: 21 and a half i yeah. want to say something Is that like right that. yeah it was an effortless stride too
2: big time yeah i mean and the ball kind of hung up there for a minute but he that one it and, wound and, up yeah. being a tough catch like kind of a Tougher
1: catch than it could have been. Yeah. It was a great throw. Yeah. I thought it was well defended as well. Yeah. Um, you know, so I thought it was just a high caliber NFL football play that that resulted in a positive outlook and outcome for us. And I was uh, I was happy for two two. Speaking
0: of good defenders, I think you saw him in Oxnard last summer head to head, but what was your impression dealing with Micah Parsons live and in person and really at less than a hundred percent yesterday?
1: Yeah, he's he's incredible. Um, you know, the the impact I think uh you know, they do an excellent job of being able to kind of move him around. It's like where's Waldo kind of finding him? Yeah. I think uh, I think he and Demarcus Lawrence are as good of a tandem, and you know the fact that Lawrence can play inside, they can have you know Parsons play outside and at that off linebacker position, it it creates some different, definite uh, challenging looks. And he's as advertised; he's the real deal.
2: I mean, I, I thought sometimes he got absolutely stoned on the line of scrimmage, but that was just me, though. There were times when he won, but there yep. were times when
1: he lost too. Right? Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, he, but he's he's a great player oh, without yeah. a doubt. He's a game record, no doubt. I
0: was saying this morning. At this point, it feels like you got to be better than three teams: San Francisco, Seattle, and Arizona, right? And and I'm not relinquishing any hopes of being a one seed or anything. It's too early for that. But you are one game back of that group, right? I mean, mm. and you get them on the other side of the bye, right? Like we're at a third of the season, I guess, is what I'm saying. So I know how it feels today, but it. it does that sharpen your focus, or does that provide any optimism? I think with Perspective where you
1: are? is everything, you know, and and really, I think what served us well here uh, is truly being one game at a time and figuring out how do we just really. Have a good week of preparation and control the controllables, which is is that yeah. being right here, looking at the things that we can correct. What are the players that we anticipate playing with, and then how do we put together a good plan so that it can unfold in a manner that's reflective of what we're hunting up on Sunday when we play the card or when we play the Panthers and. Uh, and try to get to three and three. Um, I'm not really looking any too, you know, too much further ahead than that. And I think what does give perspective is, you know, I was just talking with our staff. If you said a week ago, we hadn't even kicked off against the 49ers. We had one, two in a row. And are we that fragile that we let two, three and a half hour, whatever it is, Spans where the games didn't go the way we want to totally just change the trajectory of where this season is going. Hmm. Because if we had, the, if we're sitting here a week ago, base, everything is circumstantial, and you got to be real careful to have the appropriate perspective that's applied where you can move forward. But you can't let some of those negative outcomes affect your or really just paralyze your ability to move forward the right way with the toughness that's necessary, both mentally and physically. And so. You know, I mean, if we were sitting here last week before we'd even played the Niners and you're saying you had just beat the Falcons, you had just beat the Cardinals, you know, there's obviously things that could be cleaned up, but man, there was a lot of good feelings going into it, you know. How different does that feel than this moment that we're sitting in right now? So I think perspective and appri- applying that appropriately is what's important, and and what I think you know is is a really big thing in terms of framing your mindset as it relates to how do we move forward with the right headspace that is key and critical for the response that we're really uh, you know looking to hunt up.
2: I'm gonna try to remember that when I watch video. Sometimes I'm a killjoy, right? Because you try to watch it from an unbiased perspective. Forget the result and just watch the play. Yeah. But when you win, everything is great. When you lose, everything is magnified. That's exactly
1: right. And and that's where, um, that's what you love and what is uh, also what drives you crazy about this game. Yeah, make you old. <laughs> Who the hell are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt.
0: On a lighter note, how about activating your punter to throw? And how do you yeah. think that, that was executed?
1: thought those guys did a good job. You know, great play by those guys. Good job by uh, Joe D and, and Coach Springer identifying, you know, that as a possibility. And then I thought ultimately for those two guys to be able to make it, it was a great play by Jake and, and uh, you know, great throw and uh, happy for those guys.
0: Yeah. One of the areas where I feel like you might be between a rock and a hard place is with Cooper Cup and Tyler Higbee and guys who are playing just about every down for yep. you, right? Like, wow. You talk about that trajectory and where this season could go. I still believe that that's where it's going to end up. But how do you make sure those guys have tread on their tires if and when you get?
1: There? Yeah, I think we've got to be able to find you know some times to be able to give them a blow, uh, whether that's. Um, the other guys around them and, and there's been a lot of moving parts whether that be at the tight end position or the receiver position just whether it be injuries or whether it be availability or actives that we end up having up in the certain personnel groups but we got to be able to find ways to spell those guys they're giving everything you got you love those two um, and I'm, I'm really uh, so proud of the way that they've competed they've been instrumental contributors and uh, um, you know they've been they've been bright spots but we do need to figure out how to uh You know, take some uh, snaps off of those guys for sure. Like on the sideline or throw it to someone else? Yeah. Or both. Yeah. I think you got to be able to give them a blow. You know, yeah. give them, you know, where, you know, if you're playing 70 snaps, you know, you, you can't have them play all 70, especially with what key critical factors they are in both phases. It's, they're given everything that they've got. Mm-hmm. And we are in, you know, five weeks in. We got 17 guaranteed. We got to figure out a way to be able to just lessen their load. And some other guys have to be able to step up at their positions um, in the right spots.
0: Related to that, is Bryson Hopkins eligible to be back this week? Yes. Is. is that a circumstance where he plugs right back in or is there more to it?
1: I think there's some things that we gotta work through. Obviously, in an ideal scenario, the answer is yes. um, To be able to get him back, he provides a a spark and an element that I think is needed for us. um, So that would be ideal, but there's some things that we gotta still be able to work through to to give you clarity on that.
2: He's a young, strong dude, get in there and block. How about that? No
1: doubt. Yeah.
0: Um, turmoil on your opponent's camp this week. Uh, Panthers parting ways with Matt Rule, their defensive coordinator, and their special teams coordinator, too. Um, so apart and aside from what that means for them, it means your, your study, your preparation is probably different than maybe you would have anticipated.
1: Yeah. Very, very much so. Got to be able to figure that out. Um, you know, based on some of the new changes in leadership and and where those spots, um, you know, have continuity or don't have continuity based on those changes they've made. And and then you have to be able to make educated guesses. And and it always does start um, with yourself. And then it's about the opponent. And and we got to do a good job of being able to clean up some of the things that we can control um, and then figure out what's the best way to prepare for the upcoming opponent, given the changes they have.
2: I always wanted to ask this with players, when guys get cut, it's kind of a wake up call, right? Oh, boy. You know, the ax has fallen. same with coaches. When you see coaches get fired, does that kind of shake you up as a coach?
1: Or? I think I think it makes you realize, uh, you know, what a blessing it is to be able to do this, and, and how challenging it can be week in and week out, and um, you know how much change is is inevitable for both good and bad. And so, uh, fortunately, here we've seen change for a lot of the right reasons as it relates to coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't minimize. You know, you hate to see that. Um, But it is a part of our business, and and it's one that, I don't know if it motivates you to try to win that much more, or it it brings to light the reality of uh, what a production-driven business this is. I know you do your homework regardless, but this feels like a week, and
0: we always say this, but now more than ever, this week is about the Rams, right? It is. Forget what the Panthers are into. What or not you went on Sunday has to do with what is happening here in Thousand.
1: I agree, And and I think that's always the case, but you also make sure you give the respect and credit that is due to the opponent. Um, And that's not taken away from, you know, how serious and how well we know we need to play to be able to try to get that third win. But there's a lot of there's more moving. I know this. There's there's more moving parts, more things going on than at any point in time since I've been here. Um, And that's a challenge that I'm excited to attack with the right mindset and mentality along with our coaches and our players and figure this thing out with, uh, with with how we handle it. And like I said, we learn a lot about people when you go through these things. I keep thinking,
2: I wish it was Saturday, but then I'm like, no, I wish it was Wednesday so you can get back to work yeah. for Sunday. Exactly. That makes more sense, right? Yeah, and really, you
1: know, you guys are just preventing me from being able to get back to work hanging with you right now, but uh, I'm excited about getting back to work at some point too. <laughs> that means
0: he's done. You he want to stretch it out or end it right there? We'll take our cue from you. I know DeMarco and I really appreciate yes, our sir. opportunity Thanks, to sit down with you and you being candid with us. This has been the Coach McVeigh Show presented by Microsoft Surface.